Hello and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I'm Tim Boland. I'm Dan Smirch. I'm GJC. And we are, as always, massive nerds. And as always, welcome back to this week's second part of the wrestling uh, uh, episode. I had a blank there. I was choking on water. Everybody really, give me a break, okay? Jesus. Um... We had a bit up. of a downer. You the fucked last up. <laughs> we had a bit of a downer on the last uh, episode. There were some highs. It was a really interesting retrospective on the current uh, era highs. and some of the stuff. Um, so, you know, check it out. Um, but if you are a little bit more into wrestling and want to hear more about our favorite moments and get nostalgic with us and have some of your own favorite moments being brought back to uh, mind, definitely this is going to be the episode for you. We're going to break it down for you. We've got favorite matches, favorite wrestlers, stables. We've got biggest surprise, the big oh shit moments. So we're going to be having some fun on this one. And, um, getting a little ridiculous with some of these moments um i'm not going to do the usual customary how you doing what you doing what you're watching because not a lot has happened in that week between recording here um which was such a long time ago um let's let's just dive into it before we get too carried away on anything else um let's let's go what do you guys want to start with? Wrestlers, matches? How do you want to do this? Any any input? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I don't know. Let's go. Let's let's uh, let's go down the list. Let's start right. with wrestlers, man. Wrestlers, and who's in in this order? We got Dan. Let's go Dan first because that's his first on our little list. <laughs> I was now wait a minute. Slice first. Am I going to talk okay. about all of them, or are we going to go around in a circle and talk about one and come back? What? Are, how are we going to do this? Give us give us your list, and then we'll we'll dive into them. We'll each oh, yeah. give our list, and then we'll go back and, and talk about it. Okay. Okay. So this is like preliminary. Uh, I, you know, hard to pick one. I had to pick different ones for different reasons. Uh, I will go backwards here. Um, I'm so Paige is on my, is on my list, and you know it's funny. George was saying earlier, like you don't feel obligated to put a woman on your list. Like I, George has made his list overall, and I maybe I'm. Look, I, I got to give it up to women and I'm still look, I'm still a guy and I'm still like thinking like male wrestlers. But the truth is, like the, as Tim said before in the last episode, women's wrestling is practically carrying uh, at least the WWE right now. Uh, and to me, the women's wrestling stepped it up. You could say it was AJ Lee, like they were all like going after her and what she was doing. But to me, AJ was great on the fantastic on the mic. Uh, was not was a little bit lacking in the in ring ability in my in my opinion. That's I don't I'm not. She was still very good, uh, but maybe I'm only able to say this because she, comparably to the people coming up. Wow, Paige came in. Oh my God, just made like... everything like better. Like like matches with Alicia Fox. Like, we're all of a sudden, like, no. Tim's shaking his head. Those <laughs> matches with Alicia Fox were good. And they Meh. and both of them Meh. threw down. I have never, Tim, rewatched, dude. Don't I even. I will. Like, like, Alicia Fox, for the first time in my life, I saw her throw down, like, Ring of Honor style. Like, they were hurting each other. And I was like, where has this been? Paige bringing it out of her, man. And Paige continued to do that for a while. And, like, 
after that, like, you just saw women just, uh, then you got the four coming up, and they were just, uh, wow, they just kind of exploded. And I think, personally, I think Paige was kind of like, like the first to kind of really get in there and to make me go, this is awesome. And I was so proud of her and she's so young. And um, anyway, I'll, I'll just mention the others and we'll circle back around. But the, the next three on my list are Kevin Owens, kind of like a more uh, central thing. I have a story about him in Ring of Honor, seeing him for the first time. Daniel Bryan, I've mentioned in the last cast. He just, he's he was there. He was the WWE kind of rising up against the hand-picked Roman Reigns and The Rock which I have a plenty to say about. So let's um, around the room. Uh, all right. Uh, my, my late addition uh, would, would be Alexa as well. She, for me, um, uh, she can hold her own on the mic and it has some insane skills in the ring when she's healthy, which we can get into and has some issues there. Um, <clears throat> no particular order. Uh, because I think these uh, these three people all really hold the top spot for me, um, each for very different reasons. Eh, maybe. Um, Shawn Michaels, CM Punk, and Mick Foley are three of my absolute favorite wrestlers of all time, and for all fairly different reasons. But fairly um, similar reasons, too. <clears throat> two of them. Yeah, one of them has very different. Foley has his own little reason why. Mm. <clears throat> Michaels and Punk are very similar. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I, I could go on those, and we will in a minute. I want to hear uh, George. Who who are your your top wrestlers here? So, I will say that I didn't. I went into it, and I was like, uh, I'm like, I acknowledged, I acknowledge, Smirch's acknowledgement of his own bias gender bias and i think that shows a lot in general not just for him but for men in general that they are aware and i think that's a big up on him so i acknowledge that and like good, i'm proud of you because i think we all have that like as men in general gender bias so yeah i going into it i was kind of aware of it and i just was like okay i gotta pick everybody filled out their list before me so i had that advantage so i was like well if those are the things that they picked out but then I'm going to pick something. And the thing that I got to do was I got to see what they were going to do. And I, I didn't have to double up on it. So I had that advantage. Um, but on my list originally is I had uh page who Smirch has already talked about, and we could circle around to uh triple H who, what we talked, I talked about at great length last episode and then uh punk originally, but because Sir slice already had punk in there. I put my second, my backup was Becky Lynch. Um, so it's not to say I didn't have my own bias towards female wrestlers, but Paige was number one on the list because of many of the reasons that Smirch already talked about and we'll go into in a bit. <laughs> Do a full what, podcast on these the, 10 wrestlers, right? You here. really could. Yeah. These like, are like they're career defining and also era defining wrestlers. You know, each yeah. one of them let's, defined their own era, kind of, of wrestling for a long time. You know, let let's chat a little bit about Paige because I mean, she was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, definitely, she's the for reason a long I watched NXT. She yeah. was the reason um, I never watched NXT until I saw this girl, and I saw was hearing hype about it. I started reading about her been, on Bleacher Report yeah. 
because I never, I, I was like NXT. I didn't even like, I did, it was not even a, like, I still thought it was the reality show that they were doing. I didn't even think it was like real <laughs> matches or a TV show right. of its own. I had no idea it was a brand, like a real brand. You know, I just yeah. thought it was like main event type thing where it's like other matches of other wrestlers. I didn't understand the concept that it was like FCW turned into a brand, you know, in, and shout out to FCW opinion, because that's what NXT yeah, is. Right. You yeah. know, and that's where AJ came from, and that's where a lot of the younger wrestlers right. that we were talking about came from. I, in my opinion, Paige was the first real like NXT star. Like she is, in, like she and is so. like the NXT like yeah. launching that because like, even is the one it, like even she had Seth, buzz going into that. Seth was already yeah. an ROH star. You know, Seth came yeah. into NXT. Right. You know, into FCW. Yeah, he was an FCW, but they hired him out of ROH you know, to come to FCW and then it got rebranded into NXT. For those of you who don't know the history of it, it started off as Florida championship, Florida championship wrestling, which was the feeder training into WWE. And then they decided to, to rebrand it into NXT, but Bo yep. Dallas, all those guys had saw, you know, saw work outside of FCW before they were in there. Paige saw work from home from like her own brand that her dad ran and her family ran. She was a local mm -hmm. girl in England who, who like got her shot at WWE and who like got picked up, you know, and her family is well known in the wrestling community, especially in Europe, you know? So Shit, they made it, a movie out of her. Yeah. They made a movie out of her. She's like the history and the, the bullshit that she's had to go through for her career for being a star so young and carrying it with such grace is like, is amazing. And to this day, they still put her through a lot of BS, you know, and from like, just, you know, I, I don't, I hate to say it like, and this is, this is part of the problem is, is that like in this day and age as a superstar, and I said it in the last episode, you're expected to handle yourself on every single platform you possibly could. That is part of your job, you know, is that you're like always on, you know? Yeah. And because of that contractual obligation that you're always associated as a WWE superstar first, and that is your, like, you live the KFAP life. It prevents you from living a real life in the way that other people would do on a social media platform, right? Everything backfires to at you, and everything is always seen through the lens of WWE Superstar storyline. Like, so, like, even your reality gets twisted because of the fact that you're under that umbrella. Even things like social media, when you're supposed to be trying to be like your escape as a genuine person you just don't have that ability to do so because the minute you do so like wwe will swoop in and prevent you from doing that and that is the bullshit that Paige has had to put through and been through the last two three years when she can't even be on tv and wrestle yep. you know they're like no you can't be on twitch no you can't say the shit on twitter no you can't like Ugh, exhausting it's exhausting yeah. and the fact that she's handled it with such grace and 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 like and humility and just like and not to mention all the other stuff the non-pg stuff that's happened to her and it's just like yeah it, so much respect and so much love for this woman she deserves so much and you know like that's that's what i love not aside from all the stuff that smurf said you know on top of that it's just even when she's not a wrestling she's such a huge yeah. presence in this community like i to this day anyone who's watched her like i feel like like just feels like for her story and for her as a human being and where she is today. You know, we want so much for her. Um, that's, she was that's on, Paige. <laughs> she was on, um, she changed everything in my opinion. Uh -huh. What a, what a, what a, a real uh, literal page Turner, like literally turned the page 
on the next yeah. chapter of WWE and ushered in a new era because I never saw anybody wrestle like so organically and so like so as if she was born to do it like she was man effortlessly yeah. she was born to do it like I and I, that goes there's very few wrestlers that you watch and you were like she ma- they make it look easy and it's so smooth and the only one that I I can think of is another person who was born to do it, Randy Orton. He makes mm-hmm. some moves that he does look effortless. True, moves that yeah. oh, other yeah. people. But he just like he can he can he was born to do it, you know. And that is Paige in a nutshell. She was born to do this. Like yep. there, there was Lillian Garcia, a uh, former ring announcer, uh, had a podcast called Chasing Glory. Mm and um Paige was on it and Great told her story podcast. right after a little bit after uh her struggles uh of her personal life if we'll leave it at that being brought to light her behind the scenes issues and controversies that happened she had a really good thing if you want to hear Paige's story on Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia it's a it's it's a very you you will cry uh yeah, it's a very I heartwarming cried. very passionate episode if you want her story definitely check that out um to hear more about her her behind the scenes and everything um but yeah i mean this this woman can she can lay it down in the ring uh like it's nobody's business she was the first women's champion in nxt if yeah, i'm not mistaken first is that NXT correct? champion and she then simultaneously technically held the uh, Divas Championship before Which it got changed again. Yeah. yeah, she held them both at the same time. The only person to ever do that. Um, you, you know, I mean, her accolades would have just kept growing and growing and growing uh, if she wasn't, you know, injured, unfortunately. She came back a little too soon from injury um, and was in a match with Sasha, and she just took a, a pretty standard kick to the back, uh, and it gave her whiplash and put her out. Like for that was that was she like eight years ago, from almost at this point. Which, if you don't know, it's yeah. a curvature of the spine. Mm-hmm. So she's had yeah. that her whole life. It made it worse. Yeah, yeah. And it just made but it worse. So she could have been doing uh, I don't. Lord knows where she would have been. And 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 you know, hopefully she. Ha- I'm hoping still rooting for like a Shawn Michaels moment of uh, Daniel Bryan. I know we where all she are. can get a chance to come it's back. I, I thought she was coming back at at the Rumble. She does that every year (laughs) and it's not her fault because everybody pretty much thinks it's going to happen every year. And then she just kind of eggs them on, but you know, we we got, we got a lot to get through. We got to keep this going. You know, Um, but we got like nine more wrestlers to talk about and many more moments following. So Um, uh, who's next? Who can we do? Tim, you want to talk about Alexa? I mean, I think she's had so many extra people. Yeah, I was I know. An extra person. I'll do a quick one on her. I love her because she, I, I, I feel she has like the it package for when she has when she's healthy, which has been an issue for her a lot lately. She's taken a lot of random time off um, uh, for various injuries that have been plaguing her for a while. Um, but she has the in-ring skills. She has the mic skills. She can lay it down with the best of them, and like. I think she's had to overcome a lot because she's a she's tiny. She's a really short individual, and uh, you know when you have to go into a ring with Charlotte, who's like six two almost. I don't even know. I could be wrong on that, but there's such a difference, and it's going to change the way you have to interact with people. You know, like you can't just do the same moves that you can. You know, like if her and AJ had a match, that would probably be amazing. But like if she's going against you know tall people like 
you know, um, uh, like half the women on this roster are are taller than her. She's got a really um, Charlotte Flair is like my height. Like, no, she's five ten. Like, that's tall for I guess that compared to little Alexa, she looks very tall. Yeah, Alexa's tiny, so you know she's got to come in and and do a lot more to really put up these matches. And uh, it's phenomenal when she's done it. She's had some really interesting characters uh whether you love them or not with um like when she i don't even know what the name of her character was when she did uh that thing with um the fiend uh what's his name bray wyatt Um, but you know i mean it she's good she can make it all work um so i'm just excited that she's back in wrestling again (laughs) uh alexa anything else you want to say about alexa nah we'll keep them short Okay. We've got a lot to do. I I just want quick thing about Alexa is I want to say it's amazing. She was she's like she was the last person or one of the last people drafted during the mm-hmm. NXT draft or the WWE SmackDown draft. She was one of the last yeah. people. She got drafted like off the air, essentially. Yeah. And she didn't even get the NXT championship, which she should for have the longest time. Yeah. But yeah, she yeah. was the first person to hold both the, uh, not simultaneously, but she held the first one to hold the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship. She also supposed first. to be like one of the nicest people in the world, like yeah. really, really nice person, like, and a big Which Disney is always fan. Nice to hear. So <laughs> a big Disney fan. So good for her. Yeah. You want to talk about Becky? Uh, seems, seems fitting. I will talk about Becky, uh, and I will say, in many ways, Becky. Um, I think a lot of us, when Paige was gone, was hoping that somebody would carry the torch. And luckily, there were four very great wrestlers who came up from NXT and got a wonderful opportunity, and who were was three, you know, who was also ushered in while Paige was still wrestling, you know. And then obviously she got hurt, and luckily we had wonderful wrestlers that carried in, um, that carried the torch. but what's interesting is is that when they these four came up, and we were of course talking about Sasha, uh, Charlotte, Becky, and Bailey, um, I think Becky was always the like you know the forgotten stepchild. Like she, like she was not the one that people thought sure. was gonna make it and be yeah. like the one to pick up the torch and carry the and put the whole division on her back, and she was a classic case of just great talent being misused, mismanaged, not enough time, uh, was the SmackDown Women's Championship, and that was the thing that at least kind of put her over initially, but then never got the opportunity to do that. And you saw this woman who was amazing, and you started feeling for her, and there was this slow, steady buildup to the point where it just became a roar where people are like, what the hell have you been doing to this girl that she's been here this long and this talented and you guys have not given her an opportunity. And she was getting just like cheated out of opportunity after opportunity. You know, like I'm remembering all this history of like Carmella winning money in the bank and like cashing it in and Becky not being, being screwed out of it. Like all these just, you can't believe like, you can't make this shit up how bad they screwed her over time and time again. You know, just missed opportunities for her to get a championship match or to to get on over on somebody and just never giving that opportunity. And then something, the light freaking switch because that roar from the crowd became so deafening that they finally noticed backstage and they're like, we're going to give you a shot. 
And boy, did she fucking turn it around. And she was like, you're okay. So we're going to like, we're going to make what, and this is once again, WWE, KFAB, storyline, real life stuff. You knew she was frustrated. You heard from things like behind the scenes stories about how frustrated she was and things like that. And it became such a big deal that it, they finally wrote it into the storyline. And it finally became a, a, a thing of real life drama backstage becoming so big that they had to acknowledge it in the re, on screen. And that became the storyline of how she was getting screwed over over and over again by people who were the closest to her, by these three other women and by the people backstage and how she finally was fed up and she was allowed to have her essentially her Stone Cold Steve Austin moment, which is, I mean, for like, if you want to talk about mirror images, that is the that is that black and white photo they show of her with that bloody nose. You couldn't you couldn't fabricate such an amazing moment the way and that is maybe I, yeah. the closest moment in the last 10 years that we've had to something that Stone Cold did in the Attitude Era. You know, like, it was yeah. perfectly, perfectly, like, it was I organic. Am, it felt organic, uh, and it felt amazing. And it, it, to this day, it gives me shivers. And that's why I still have faith in this company, is because she's still around, you know? And so, and obviously, she was gone for a while because she started family, and, you know, we love her and Seth because <laughs> the two of them are amazing together. And I, I just, uh, I can't... Uh, I can't go yeah. on. It's somebody I, else. I, I am not a fan of Nia Jax and how it's not really her fault, but they pushed her really too fast, too soon. Not mm -hmm. very talented. Uh, thank God Nia Jax punched Becky Lynch in the face. <laughs> like, who knows what would have happened? Like, hey, at least something positive came out of the recklessness behavior uh, and wrestling ability of Nia Jax. Like, you know, besides all her actual other injuries she was dishing out. Like, I'm who would that would we have gotten a, a Becky oh. Lynch rise to stardom without <laughs> without we another Nia Jax fucking like fucking up again? That, that was her attitude her in the nose. Like, probably not. Like, I don't think we would have and so i'm kind of weirdly yeah. grateful thanks so long nia Jax. like nice to know you but like i'm gl glad it happened because like becky lynch deserved it just as much if not more and i'm glad she got the opportunity because she's Huge. done she's, more with it than most and she's a I'm, superstar it, yeah she's like she's he's good man i'm really glad she got her shot like i i'm i'll be honest i was george was talking about how she wasn't really connecting like early on in nxt i was part of that group I, yeah, me I, too. Was, I was I was I was generally her. unimpressed like, like she was just she clearly showed wrestling ability but mm -hmm. just things weren't like especially because it's really hard when you're being compared to the likes of Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey uh so when there's that comparison you can't help but draw those two and to see that happen in front of you you're just kind of like you know, I don't know. I'm not sure about this, but she got her shot and she's arguably doing better than uh, any of them. Uh, I think uh, yeah. I like to yeah. think she's been given free reign to. She has uh, been given free uh, reign. Yeah, like uh, cut her own promos. And that's, I mean, look what happens when you do that. I know. Let more wrestlers do it. Oh my goodness. Not all of them. Not, don't let all of them do it because no. I've seen some train wrecks, no. but. I love sure. it. Like she, and she, she's, she's a chameleon. Like she has continually evolved her style her look and like to yeah. like always changing and always looking that much sharper and cooler and i think that's something her and like seth are very good at and the two of them obviously are great together seth and working sure. that that and so i think um they understand that a, a character has to develop and art and change and and be able to shed skin and put on a new skin and like continually moving forward with the character that you're continually building you know and have a new look have a new, like and that's i mean 
it's hard to say nowadays it's like you want to play it safe they're scared you know they like right. well, yeah. they can't working out bring like, Norton john cena wrestlers like yeah. you gotta yeah. start taking risks i'm okay. going to i'm going to do this I, because the more i stare at this list i realize what george was getting at with my top three favorites i am yeah. going to tell you why these three people are my favorites and 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 it was weird because i wrote this and then george when you were like oh because it's all the same reason why you like them all i'm like no it isn't it's the and same I'm like, reason Oh wait, it is all the same fucking reason same when you reason think about it. it. Um, sort of for me. Um, Michaels, Punk, and Foley uh, all came in three different eras and kept me loving this industry for uh, all sorts of reasons. But really, kind of when I break it down, and George, I want your opinion on this one. For me, they all kind of at one point in their career were basically the underdog, the unsuspecting, non-characteristic wrestler you know like vince's wrestler is hulk hogan is is mm -hmm. is john cena is you know uh these giant huge people and michaels really was like the first person that was kind of kind of the first person that held that belt that was not larger than i mean he was larger than life as character but he wasn't a massively mm -hmm. huge 26 inch pythons you know whatever he like he was shape, amazing though, don't get me wrong Mike, Oh, he's in incredible shape, but he's, I mean, he's Mr. WrestleMania, you know, I mean, like he, he's the yeah. show stealer, like he's, he is one of the most entertaining men to have ever stepped foot His... in the ring, hands down, and Punk was basically, well, Foley, let's go Foley next, he was basically the same thing, I mean, he was not in shape any way you put that like he was one of the he was one of the only people to like submit like a hey here's my backyard wrestling tape and actually make it like this dude was jumping off of his roof and like doing all these dumb things and ended up becoming like a hardcore legend and like putting on some really entertaining matches even when he wasn't doing his hardcore stuff his style was so so different than everybody else's especially at the time that it made him stand out and for me it was a connection of being like well anyone can do this like i want to do this i want to watch more of this guy he made me want to be a professional wrestler at for a period of time and then and then punk came around who just his name cm punk like most people think of punks as like outliers and like anti-authority and not not clean cut and you know that kind of stuff it, it's if you look at like the classic era that's really what it was and he, you look at him and he's full of tattoos and you know like he's not he's straight edge which is wonderful but like you know he is very anti-authority and not the person you expected to hold a belt for over a year and a half and like you know was like for a period of time if it wasn't for vince's disdain for him like he would have like he held the industry and 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 you know held the reins for the championship but it was really a lot of like his reign that kind of pissed me off about the wwe behind the scenes because he was the champ but he was never once in like 18 months the highest build person on uh uh on whatever show he was on he was never the last match of the pay-per-view he was never the top star of the pay-per-view was always lesnar or taker or cena or someone like that so cena. but his ability on the mic is almost almost second to none it, maybe you know rock can beat him on the mic but the way the realism and emotion that he brings into all of his promos was insane and incredible especially his infamous pipe bomb but like 
his storytelling in the ring is like uh, it's very Shawn Michaels-esque. You know, he can tell an emotional tale and make the other person look good, no matter who he's wrestling. Like, I'll go back and watch those matches against The Rock at, at Rumble, and, like, Rock was terrible, but, like, the match actually is not not the worst match on the card, not the worst thing I've ever seen, because Punk carried it and made it look yeah. interesting and fun. Oh, and, Rock was and, done at that point. He wasn't a wrestler anymore. No, oh, but, like, to be able to then do it and have someone across from you be able to tell a story and still make it emotional like that's that says a lot to punk so yeah. those three people are like will forever be on the top of my list there's a variety of others that'll go up and down but those three are the top i think your slice of... if i had to summarize your 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 list is i think like yours is like your list is all personality like it's a hundred percent it's these people not saying that they couldn't wrestle because they're all great wrestlers but like yours is like people whose personality just outshined even above their own in-ring talent to the point where vince could not like he couldn't ignore it vince is probably so lucky that mike Shawn michaels stumbled in and like was in his face so much and like realized how big of a superstar he had on his hands it's probably one of the luckiest things that's ever happened to him that this thing fell into his lap and that he, <laughs> he was point. such a big superstar vince just put him on the announce table all the fucking time like that's how big of a superstar he was you know and mm-hmm. punk same thing had a run as a when he got hurt he had a run as a commentator on on monday night raw you know because yep. they're like yep. how can we keep this guy on tv now that he's hurt? okay go out there and talk with michael cole and make fun of him all day you know like <laughs> personality it's easy to make fun of cole yeah personality all character and personality that's your list smirch summarize your your list for us well um talk about those people yeah and i just want to it's kind it's hard to not talk at length about each of these guys Mm -hmm. uh michael's arguably like the like (laughs) maybe people might say people would say if you asked good old jr who his favorites were he's you know phrases it differently because i don't know if he wanted but he says the two people who outstood everyone else were Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels in terms of everything. Storytelling ability. It's hard to not... Shawn Michaels, I mean, he was... He kept that company afloat. He was was the guy. And it's so funny how George talks about how he he kind of fell into Vince's lap. Like, like, I could imagine Vince back there very reticently being like, all right, this fucking pretty boy with no muscles. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Right, well, right. fucking shut and, up. And, and, <laughs> he's, <laughs> and he's like, and like to think Vince reticently putting this guy to the forefront, who is to this day, maybe the greatest in ring storytelling performer of all time, all time. is just yeah. hilarious. Like, like, have you learned nothing, Vince? Like, you see what happens when you gave a guy a shot. You created maybe the greatest performer of all time. Like, and same, I mean, you could say, you know, you could say the same thing about Punk and Foley. You know, these guys don't look, look at Mick Foley does not look like a wrestler at all. <laughs> like, how is he, you look at him, you're like, this dude's a wrestler? And he put on, and he has some of the greatest moments in wrestling of all time. And it's because of, like, the people want to root for the everyman. They don't always want the super like muscle dude who's there to like at the day and it's it's important. The people's voice matters. And Tim's Tim's kind of three out there is a very big uh 
summarization of that. Um, anyway, tell us your about your list, Dan. All right, my list. So we got so the so the so the guys. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to pick individuals. Um, so you kind of got you got Kevin Owens, um, Daniel Bryan, and The Rock. Um, compare. I mean, Kevin Owens is more of just a personal <laughs> pick. Uh, he's you know kind of like he's he's still around he's kind of this guy who really hasn't gotten his his due in my opinion in in uh in wrestling in wwe he got it a little bit uh even though it was literally triple h handing him the title which i think they did on purpose uh which i've got mixed feelings about um but i mean i'll never forget the first ring of honor show i was at with you guys we kind of see this dude come out who doesn't look like much of a wrestler, has a little bit of a gut, and who moved like the fast. It was the probably the fastest dude wrestling that night, seemingly. And I'll never forget. George talks about it all the time. I know I do. I'll never forget. He's kind of standing on the top rope, way more comfortable than any man of his size should be. Jumps, just flips around, lands like so. He's facing reverse and does this moonsault, a move I don't even really see that often let alone from a gentleman of this size oh. and they were chanting mr wrestling and i'm like no shit man mr wrestling kevin owens like how do you do what you do and it's he's just such a joy to watch and he's so passionate on the mic and he's he's incredible uh big ups to him i hope he gets his due um da- i mean so daniel bryan another product of you know the the fans getting tired uh, of 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 the seemingly hand-picked chosen one by Vince McMahon uh they kind of you know there's the monster we talked about how great some of the edits were and one of the one of them was a monster a monster and that they WWE created this monster by not giving people like him a shot and it culminated in maybe one of my all-time greatest WrestleMania moments, personally, of WrestleMania 30, Yeslemania, as it shall never forever be known as, Daniel Bryan winning the titles in both of them. And forcing, beating Triple H, God, uh, the same night going on to be in this match. It was an amazing moment. Uh, and I, God, I, I was a Daniel Bryan fan. Like for a long time, I was like, who is this jabroni? Like prancing down the ring going, yes, yes. No one's as excited as you are. And he stuck <laughs> with it. And he, it became the loudest chant for years after that. Uh, just a very, the power of yes by Daniel Bryan. Like it, it's, it's, am, it's Don't amazing. Don't forget the power of no, of, because he, yeah. <laughs> the power of no was never as powerful because people wanted, wanted yes. it back. But it was, it was very, he was so committed to a single word. I've never, like, his hair is flat. No, his hair is flapping in his face. He's so into it. It's, it's, uh, Dana Bryan's a great example of just committing to whatever you have to do. The shenanigans him and Kane got up to and Team Hell No <laughs> to this day are some of the greatest ones in television. Like, so entertaining, so committed Rock to the seeming. Like, I am the tag team champion. Yeah, I'm the tag. Like, what? This is stupid, but it's hilarious. They're so committed. I've never seen Kane more. I've never seen Kane like, so, so much Dude, fun. He was, 
Dude, Kane was having the time. I was so happy to see it, man. Me too. Kane, we a guy from the Attitude Era, coming back and having this kind of like unlikely duo. You gotta love it. It's like a revival of his career, duo. you know. Like yeah. we all written him off. How much fun was that to see? I God, that made me, it made me like wrestling, and I've missed moments like mm. that. Uh, I'm gonna save my last one. For well, do it now. Now, There's no one left. Yeah, yeah. There's Triple H for George. Oh, I already talked yeah, about him in the probably. last podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. You can... No. Uh, it's going to be hard not to talk at length about this. All right. Um, The Rock. Two I minutes have... Turkish. <laughs> Two, Two minutes, minutes Turkish. <laughs> Five I'm minutes going Turkish. over Turkish. Uh, you will have be hard pressed to find someone I have such a strong love hate relationship with. Uh, the Rock, you know, so. Someone that's not on any of our lists is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is kind of crazy because in many ways, Stone Cold George Austin It's kind of we're kind of like these lists are kind of like people who I think made the most impact on us. Stone Cold Steve Austin is arguably the biggest star in WWE of all time. I don't Mm -hmm. know. You could make arguments. There's a Stone Cold uh, Stone Cold. He was he had it all. He was like he was the everyman, but he was also muscly and he brawled and he drank beer and he loved him and he he got it. He nailed it and that the you hear that glass shattering big pop every single time. Like he he they he had his thing figured out. He got injured. And this guy formerly Rocky Maivia, now the rock, you know, turned heel, part of the corporation coming up. Really good on the mic comes up with a catchphrase every few weeks that stuck that people loved. I loved him. I thought he was the man. I, he just, he did, he did it. And not even like the greatest wrestler you might say, but he was so good on the mic and we were all in school. Like, what is your name? It doesn't matter what you like. It's so, it's yep. so iconic. And you hear me, if you're a frequent listener, you'll hear me rip on the rock because I don't think he's done as good of an acting job since his character, The Rock, on WWE, and he is now a professionally paid actor. What are you doing, Dwayne? Like, we can see you commit to this role, and he's just kind of out there like, yeah, 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 yeah. What, one, of the, one of the highest, like, made the most money in the last few years that anybody has, just has made. He just dethroned as the highest paid celebrity in, in Hollywood. Wait, he's who's dethroned highest I don't know, but he's the second highest paid celebrity in Hollywood as of he like last week. He makes so many movies and makes so much bank every single year because the man is a machine. I will say that the man is a machine. Like he workhorse. He is a workhorse. Like he to, lives, breathes, works. You know, to Dan's like, point of of him not being the the most uh, talented in the ring, there's one thing because he was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. His matches really were electrifying because he was so animated he was yeah, so vibrant his, his character his came through into the ring you know circa undertaker undertaker's character came through it wasn't as like wild and crazy it was you know somber and like dark but like that's what he was he came from a a different era a different style of character wrestling whereas you know the 80s and and early 90s that's what that was that was character wrestling and it was you know <laughs> over the top uh, characters and then we got you know our the attitude era still had some but it was mostly you know like over the top moments and and chaos really is what it was and and, and rock 
really solidified a lot of that. Uh, he was the, the the bridge between the two worlds, him and Taker, yeah. of, of characters. I mean, you know, we were fans were upset when he like went Hollywood, uh, but it gave him a way, great dude. chance to to turn heel again and do some more great work as mm-hmm. it, the where stars are truly born in wrestling is when they're given the opportunity to turn heel and really unleash what they have to say on the mic. And from there, you can. I mean, the New Day wouldn't have been the New Day if they finally were allowed to, like, turn heel and do some amazingly entertaining things. And you could say that about most superstars. Roman Reigns didn't fucking find his footing until he was finally allowed to turn heel. Uh, You know, before that, it was just the same shit. And uh, The Rock is no exception. You know, maybe the foremost example. He was able to do... I mean, and people, you could hear it, him, especially when he came back from doing whatever the fuck, Tooth Fairy, I don't know. Uh, people, <laughs> people were were like, you could, he was cutting promos and like, you're booing him, but you could hear like large amounts of laughter. He's, he's, he's good at what he does. And I, I, I miss that. And I, not only do I miss him committing to his role, I miss seeing The Rock uh, in wrestling. You say, well, yeah. well, man, actually, The Rock has been in lots of things. No, he hasn't. No, no. Dwayne has been back a lot i want i want the sunglasses i want the 500 dollars ridiculously like floral shirt i want committed i want the catchphrases i want the i want the attitude i don't want like this cheesy (laughs) rock no you're not i haven't seen the rock in a fucking decade show me the rock anyway it's i i love the rock for who he was and i just missed it and that's all that is that's all nobody nobody insults anybody like the rock dude, you know what oh i mean God, dude. you know the jabroni so beating pie eating you know like he was just <laughs> oh ridiculous God. and it was amazing Crazy. it was fun <sighs> um okay all right yeah. so Let's move on the way we're gonna break down our favorite matches these are gonna be I, don't fast. Want to, I don't want to dwell too much on these yeah we'll just um, talk about it real quick yeah 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 mine's a walk mine goes through the eras which is oh. funny now that i look at it because you've got old school WrestleMania 10, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the first televised um, ladder match. All the rest Four. of them had been like on the road or something like that. Of Amazing IC title. Match. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a cool story because, I mean, it had been done, but like, you know, uh, uh, Michaels had to leave for bad behavior, basically. He, he was being a little shit and getting into some problems, uh, drugs and otherwise, and got, got and he left, but he had never, he never gave up the title. He told Vince, he's like, no, I'm not giving up the title. So they put a new title on Razor, and then when Michaels finally came back, he's like, well, no, I never gave up the belt. So then, all right, well, you, you the new, and so then they had the unification and became, you know... Uh, Sean didn't win that match. Razor came out on top of WrestleMania 10 as the Intercontinental Champion. Um, but it was an amazing storytelling. You can go on YouTube and there's like a five-minute clip of those two sitting down now-ish and having a conversation. They rewatch the match and talk about it. And it's really fun to watch. I watched it like two days ago. Um, but it was some of the most pure wrestling. Like the things they did with that ladder was awesome. It, it you know more to come on the ladders but like that was what made it all you know that was just like some fucking ladder they bought at like it wasn't at like even Home a tall Depot ladder or whatever yeah it, it wasn't was even ridiculous. a tall ladder it was just like yeah, a regular um, short ladder 
It was it was not, cool. It's to not watch, the though. same size as the ladder is now. It's like maybe I would say like sixty percent, seventy percent at yeah. best. The yeah. same height as the ladder they use now. And and especially it, it, once you get to the later ones, which uh, kind of becomes my second, is going to be the uh, first ever. Um, was it the TLC? It may not have been a TLC match. I may be getting this one confused, but it was the tag team table uh, ladder match. Yeah, it, was... it was a TLC match, though, wasn't it? Uh, I'm it getting confused now. It was WrestleMania 2000, and it was the Hardys were... versus the Dudleys, and I believe it was a TLC match. Oh, probably it had to have been at least a T, if not a L and an L, but probably no C. It was definitely ladders. ladders. Um, but it was. I mean, that match was insane i mean the ladders were like 20 feet tall and it was it was nuts um and i think george has one of the later ones of the the hardys and everything but like this this was one of the earlier ones that really kind of did it before it became its own pay-per-view and everything eventually but hardys and dudleys threw down like like no two other teams have done prior to that very moment in history it was high-flying intense and like to see the dudleys do these things they're big dudes like they're climbing these ladders and flying off of them and throwing things and and it was a a hard-fought match and you know these people's careers have been shortened or lives have been shortened because of these types of matches and for me that was what wrestling was at one point was just i want the most insane crazy over-the-top shit because i didn't i i had no emotional attachment to them outside of the ring so i didn't care you know i was like ah they got hurt but like now I'm like, oh God, don't mm, don't do that. You're gonna hurt yourself. But don't die. Um, yeah. Uh, but then a later, my third one is, and I wish I remembered which NXT takeover this was. I have a terrible memory. And ask anybody, but it was Tomasa Ciampa versus Johnny Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. Um, I want to say it was their second bout, NXT Brooklyn two. Maybe it was one of the most pure wrestling matches i have ever seen in my entire life it was emotional it was high flying it was impactful it was crazy uh, and they didn't even do a ton of like high high flying spots but like the pure raw talent i mean these two were friends growing up so the chemistry they have in the ring is almost second to none it's like owen and zane you know what i mean like it it's it was absolutely a thing of beauty to watch if you're a pure wrestling fan um story aside which it was a very emotional story uh, the soap opera coming into it and it bled through it was one of the best storytelling in ring i've seen since one of george's favorite wrestling matches um so it's always great to watch two people who know each other so well wrestle oh yeah yeah, or like, like brothers like, essentially, you know, who came like up together. Hard, yeah. Matt Hardy and Edge had some amazing matches, just one on one, because it was such an a, an emotional. They've known each other and wrestled so many times, and it became such a real moment in the ring. That's really what I love watching now about wrestling is like those pure raw wrestling moments, which is you know it's phenomenal. Um, if you get a chance, go back and watch those those first few NXT pay-per-views, start to finish, wall to wall, 
good. The best. Like, you'd watch those on a Saturday night, and then, like, the next night would be Sunday night pay-per-view, <sighs> and it, you're like, I don't We didn't even really watch it. Watch we, didn't even want, we, because... we didn't even want to watch it. We'd play, like, vi- we'd put the pay-per-view on, and we'd yeah, wa- play, like, Smash. video games, Smash on yeah. the side or card I, on the side. I started watching NXT after, and I never... But you guys were all doing that, so when I st- that's basically me stopped watching it with you guys because I was just tired of feeling like this doesn't compare. And so I started watching it after the pay-per-views, and it worked. But, yeah, you can't... You it know, should, the, the main roster should be the warm-up, and NXT should have been yeah. the Ugh, main pay-per-view. The height of NXT. Well, yeah, yeah. it really so. was. So that, those were my favorite Merch matches of all time. Should... Sparch go first or uh, I go first? You, you go ahead, George. You go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'm going to be pretty fast because I feel like we're running a little long. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So number one <sighs> on my list, uh, and this is not in any particular order, but number one on my list is like Undertaker, of course, is famous for the streak at WrestleMania. He went for the longest time without ever losing, you know, and the, the list of people who he's defeated at WrestleMania is like a Hall of Fame hallway of his own pretty much all of them are hall of famers i think most of them are no not all of them but a lot of them are a lot of them are you know so um but the one that i have picked out is uh hbk wrestlemania 25 it's the one that he retired on Um, uh it's his second time in a row facing undertaker which was the first time anyone had ever done that um the history of the two men together coming up are essentially almost like um parallel story kind of in the way that a lot of other people came up together you could say like rock and stone cold cena and Arc- and randy orton like there's that person in the company who you kind of came up with that has been sitting across from you in the locker room this whole time and those two were those people like it was those two and to see sean with his story having been gone for so long and then coming back and getting a second chance at a career and then finally able to end his career in as mr wrestlemania like on the stage that he's was always meant to be on is like the emotion of that and this mat these matches you both those matches were amazing like the previous year and this year was were amazing so yeah there's and they were old dudes at that point yeah but they still put on an amazing match Stole the just show. the emotion of the, like the ups and downs of the roller coasters of the both those matches were ugh. you know and of course you know I'll, I'll throw in even you know h hunter had a hard time having to follow that you know because he had to follow that immediately good job of it, though but he did a great job too and obviously damn ended there so job. in many ways my match is wrestlemania undertaker matches but okay next is kind of build, building off of what tim said um edge and christian versus the hardys and no mercy was the first la- i think was the first ladder match for a tag team championship they've ever had might have been. Yeah. um it was the first pay-per-view that they ever had i remember watch recording it and then watching it at tim's house together um i think we bought okay. the pay-per-view that was yeah. when we had the buy yeah, I, we bought the pay-per-view and then i recorded it and then i ran over to tim's house and we watched it there the i think cassette tape over yeah cassette tape because you had to watch it live and then like we didn't want to lose it after paying 50 dollars. it was like God. 60 dollars i think after taxes and you had to call up the phone number and like 50 dollars. it was so oh. it was like 50 dollars to watch is. a pay-per-view back then you know insane. and so insane it was so expensive and so i didn't want to let out pay 50 dollars and not have it so of course i recorded it and we rewatched that match over and over again i think just like randomly threw it on because we had it on the cassette so just amazing um and then finally punk versus daniel bryan money in the bank there's two Mm. other pay-per-view matches they were known for in that area 
um and so that was also though. over the limit was a very good one but this is the better one out of the two is the money one. in the bank yeah this one is amazing the money in the bank is uh is just amazing and this goes back to what uh slice said earlier which is two wrestlers who know each other very well who had parallel careers almost who were both in almost the same exact situation in WWE and then finally both getting over and finally both getting their sh- sh- like their shot and like knowing the history behind the two of them and then finally getting the opportunity to have them be in the storyline when they were both at the top of their careers kind of was like i mean you couldn't ask for more they they wrestled and it was fucking poetry and those are the moments that Tim was talking about that you like live for because it was effortless. It looked like it was almost like a dream. There was not a moment where you felt like there was a pause. It just was smooth. It was beautiful. It was two people who knew each other and it was a choreographed dance that I don't think I've seen since, you know, and a lot of great wrestlers have that chemistry and it's so rare. And when it happens, it's absolutely beautiful. It's why we love submission showcase. It was a a clinic in the words of JR running a fucking clinic on wrestling. And that's what the two of them are. Two men at the height of their careers who were masters of the craft, who knew each other like the back of their own hands, who've been wrestling together for years on and off of WWE, putting on just the showcase. And it was, oh, all right, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Slice. Right, yeah. It's good. Um, it was good. Okay. So I'm going to take most of my time here, and I'm acknowledging that. That's fine. Uh, my my main pick, my all-time favorite, is Bailey versus Shasha. Shasha, Shasha. Bailey versus Shasha for the NXT Championship. Um, What's there to say? I've rewatched this match probably four or five times and yeah. I cry each time. Probably it is a beautiful moment, not just in wrestling, but, you know, I mean, not just in women's wrestling, but in wrestling history. You know, that for me, you know, the, and the call of, of the four coming up, the four horsewomen coming up and staying together after that match is a beautiful moment and kind of realizing, like, it's it's here. Like, women's wrestling is here and it is going to stay with these four tremendously talented superstars. That match is an emotional roller coaster culminating in one of the craziest reversed top rope Frankensteiners for, from Bailey. Uh, just, just absolutely you know, nearly, nearly breaking Sasha in half. Um, it, it's just, it, it it's just an, it's impactful, and I'll never forget that match. It was just such a great W in for 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 Bailey, who th- we all wanted it to happen, and but just for these two friends who have come up in this industry together and are like it's like changing the the women's wrestling one match at a time every time they get together. Uh, what an amazing moment! And I was I was glad to have seen it, and I'll watch it again. Um, and that's my main pick. That's the one that sticks with me. The second one, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the second one I have is more of an honorable mention, just because it's more of a great experience for me personally. Um, and it's a little <laughs> bit of a random one. And George, are you okay with me telling the full version of the story? Mm, I'd say no. Keep okay. it PG-ish. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, eh, whatever. Okay, so I'll just say, I'll, 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 it's fine. I can't. I have to say that. That's fine. I, I took an edible for the for this journey. I I went with George to 
to watch George for my birthday got me tickets for NXT TakeOver Chicago, which NXT, this was in its prime. It is like the every single match they're throwing down. I uh <laughs> I'll just say that this was I, I was having it hit me very hard and I was having a time. Um, and just, they had the, this, by the way, was the night of the, uh, the Velveteen. Where, where the, where is the Velveteen dream? By the way, oh, this okay. was the, this is the Velveteen dreams debut. And this is the kind of had his match before. Uh, so, because they were going to air it on the following NXT on Wednesday. Um, and he did, we were all kind of like, what? But you know, he obviously ended up being really great. Um, they, change the you know the change the mat and change the, the 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 ring skirt and this guy gets him to start sweeping and because chicago wrestling fans are the nuttiest fans in the world next to maybe uk who will just chant for anything start chanting for this seemingly poor sap in the ring it's just three guys in the back we're like sweep sweep before you know it the entire Allstate Arena is just going sweep, sweep, sweep. And this guy's in the ring like, ah, I'm sweeping. Like, I'm doing what are you like? It's like, ah. And he gets, he rolls out of the ring. The crowd boos like Eva Marie was cutting a promo. Like, he, <laughs> they're just like, boo. Wow. Boo. And this guy's like, what? And he rolls back into the ring and starts sweeping. The crowd goes wild. The crowd is loose, like, yeah, sweep. He's like, ah. And a sweep, sweep, and I am laughing so hard during one this. More sweep. One, <laughs> one more sweep. sweep. One more sweep. <laughs> I am laughing so hard at this. My mouth did this weird thing. I pulled like I pulled like a cheek muscle. <laughs> for the remainder of that night, if I was laughing or smiling too hard, I had to like hold my cheek so I didn't like smile too hard. And that sort of set the tone for this evening for me. I I was having quite a time. And by the time this uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate championship match rolled around, I was, oh my God, what those guys just threw down. Unexpectedly, like, did not think that like, that would be the match of the night. Like like a, like a, uh, a, a dragon attack or phoenix, like fly something like to the outside of the ring with the way other dude was standing, like just crazy stuff. And, uh, and it's so sad to see Pete Dunne's name change to Butch on their main roster the bruiser way to great alias he's just anyway i'm not gonna not go down the road but it was quite a time and i will never forget it thank you george they threw down dude they threw it down that whole match that was that was the same pay-per-view on uh, sorry takeover that uh champa betrayed johnny that Gargano. was the one they lost on. their their final tag team oh, championship yes yeah. and, and one. that was that you know what a great what a symbolic night anyway so that was that was my story <sighs> okay, what a time. We have uh top oh shit moments. <laughs> um and I see Dan has some in here. Um I don't know what the hell that is, but I will tell you. It's an alphabet. Um, George, I like you to go first. Mine are, fucking mine, are probably, mine are fucking hilarious. So I'll go first. <laughs> first, number one, number one, oh shit moment. This wasn't that even that long ago. It was when the Bollywood boys were still around and working for Seth Rollins as his goons, I think. I think it was, no, it was Jinder Mahal. No, it, it was, was Jinder, Jinder Mahal. Mahal. 
It was when during RKO, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal storyline, and he had these two Bollywood boys behind him who were like short little dudes. Um, and he picked, Randy Orton has this thing where he like picks people up and drops them onto the announce table. And one of them, he like literally dropped the guy on his head. He folded him up like a lawn chair and dropped the guy on his neck and bed onto the table. And it was so bad that Randy broke character, looked at the camera and away from the action and was like, ooh, like, oh, I didn't do that right. Like you could see the grimace in his that eyes because so he good. realized he <laughs> might have just like permanently hurt this poor man. Luckily, he killed him. He yeah, he might have killed him. Killed him. Luckily, the guy is okay, I think. But I don't think he came back after like a oh, couple damn. of weeks. Okay, that so I was like, Randy Orton made. He's just like, oh my god. Look this clip up. It is famous. Look this clip up because it is famous. Oh, All right. He's just like, Mah. yeah, because oh it is famous, and because it's like one of those moments uh, where like that was not scripted and that was not planned and it didn't work out well. It was like. Anyways, second one, Brock Lesnar moonsault. A man of his Whoa. size and his shape and his dimensions has man, no yeah. business being on the top rope and trying to do a moonsault so badly <laughs> that it looked like it might have broken his own neck. It looked He's like it hurt it. him way more than him. But like he, he did hurt it him way more so than many times else. before was... that. When he was in FCW coming up, he did the moonsault quite a bit. Like or the um, shooting star press moonsault, the shooting star press. He did that a lot. And it was crazy that he could do it. Yeah. And then in Mania, he put, puts it on on the big stage. Oh, my God. And I'm, looks like he might have broken his own neck. It was so scary how bad it he was. He knocked himself out. Yeah. He's admitted that. Yeah. Which is even funnier. You see him, like, like limp over and toss his arm over Kurt just to, to pin him. Oh, my God. I also throw was... in a Shane O'Mac. <laughs> Shane O'Mac in there just Shane because Shane O'Mac getting dropped on his skull trying to go thro get thrown oh. through the, the glass. King of the ring. That's it. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, just oh. moments that you know that are not scripted. Well, that's that's that looks like they hurt. And that's Shane O'Mac is my top. Oh, oh shit! It should be called holy shit moment because the crowd would chant holy shit, holy shit. Um, I was at this pay per view and I can't remember if it was a backlash or an unforgiven. I think it was an unforgiven. I, I think it was a backlash. Well, it, it was. I remember specifically. It was. It it had those hooks. It it would like the the the, the around yeah, the backlash. titan. It had the giant. Yeah, it had hooks. the thing that looks like and, it was swinging. Yeah, yeah. It's a and, it's a backlash. Yeah. Oh man, it was like one of my earlier pay per views that I went to as well. Um, and it was uh, him versus Big Show, and he had a uh, test in his corner. Um, helping him out, and it was a no-hold-barred match or whatever. I don't remember the specifics going into it, but Shane climbs the entire length of the Titantron, which is like, like what, like 60 feet, 70 feet in the air? Like, that thing is up there, and yeah. he's standing there, and you can see him, like, in his head being like, oh my god, 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 and he just goes... And just leaps and drops an elbow. And, like, he hits him. He he got it, like, right here with everything. But he just plummets. And, like, I don't care if there were airbags under there or whatever. There was, like, a layer of plywood. Like, they had the whole thing put out pretty nicely. And it was seeing it live and having that, like, excitement of the crowd. It was just, like, one of the most insane holy shit moments I've ever experienced probably mostly because I was there and it was it just like he's climbing up. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, are you kidding me? Like he's climbing. He's he'll stop halfway up. He's not good. He went all the way up. 
and it was like the crowd was chanting before he even jumped and then we just we popped so loud one of the highest pops i've heard in person for myself it was awesome that's all i'm gonna say march uh okay uh I'll, I'll keep this quick i took up most of my time already um <laughs> the uh so so we we god talk about shane uh one of the only person i think uh storyline wise to willingly jump off the top of the hell in a cell uh you had you had Shawn michaels dangling and then fell a, a little bit short of a fall uh but the original uh mankind being tossed off the cell by undertaker holy shit yeah what up fucking and then and it wasn't like, a, it wasn't graceful either you know it was like, not he hit like at the top of his shoulders you know basically and yet that's a big man falling yeah. a lot of feet onto a table uh i can this only hope this baby boy and then tim correct me if i'm wrong a, a, a tooth coming through his lip is yeah that something? was yeah. that was the second fall though. so i mean uh, the following moment the one to follow that, which wasn't supposed to happen, learned a number yeah. of years ago. Oh my God! Taker choke slamming him through the cage onto the mat. Holy shit, Mick Foley, dude! Oh my mm. God! And continuing on what should have been like a time to end the match kind of moment. They tried going. to. They, honest <laughs> to God, tried to end that match, and Mick was what like. Fucking nope. legend McFoley was. Uh to this day I still can see it happening in my head and still thinking myself, even oh as God, a kid, when like broken in half. Even as a kid, you're kinda like, you know, these moments don't quite land, but even as a kid, I was like, that 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 probably really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that that you don't see that kind of thing happen every day. And big ups to Shane McMahon, who also jumped off that thing not too long ago. Um was had some great moments as well. Uh the next two I'll go real quick. Just Dolph Ziggler cashing in. What a moment. I God, we were all I me personally rooting for Dolph hardcore. I, I thought Still he had it, you know. Him. I yeah, it's hard. You know, how often do you how loyal you want to stay? How many times do you want to get let down? I, we all thought he had it. We all thought he could be a next big guy. Uh people have argued maybe not the mic skills, fine, whatever. I he had it in the ring and he could have been an amazing champion. Wasn't for very Shawn Michaels Jack asking. Swagger. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just that moment when he finally got it and he's literally his promo backstage is it's about time. And I'm like, yeah, it is about time. And I was really happy for him and I'm really sorry things didn't work out for him because he was really awesome. Um, and my, dude, you guys got, okay. So it, you're, you're aware of a thing called a shoot match where shit gets real. And people start actually fighting. This is the first and foremost example of that. The great Antonio versus Antonio Ioki. Ioki. Uh, I thought you said um, Loki. No. Um, you have to. The best way to watch this is to watch uh, Bill Burr talk about it, and while he provides oh, this hilarious commentary. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. it's just I'll I'll check it out for yourselves, but I'll just say that the great Antonio was this very out of shape guy that did not work with he did what he wanted to do was not would no sell most moves and antonio Inoki was like this star uh and got real fed up of 
with this great Antonio's bullshit and really started hitting him. And it's a I remember. good amount of justice. Look it up. It's worth a watch. <laughs> Shoot yeah. matches are some of the funnest things to talk about. And they're the most fun. And this was like the first and foremost example of a shoot match. So anyway, that's that. That was, that was, I do remember this, man. Yeah. I keep turning red. What is happening here? Is mm-hmm. anybody seeing that? There we go. A little bit. Um, Okay. Uh, top WWE debuts because I don't, I'm not going to do all the rest of them. There's far too many to remember. Um, but yeah. WWE debuts. Um, George, do yours. Page. Page. That's it. Praise Page. That song hit. We've been watching Page. I told you we night after Mania, on. right? So night after Mania, I, we thought Page might premiere in Mania, but you know, it, it, it. No, actually, I don't even think we thought because she had kind of. It was in the height of her NXT career, kind of. She was the champion. We, we I, yeah. I actually did not expect her to debut so soon. I, I thought they would. She was so young too. Like Paige was only had just turned twenty one, I think. And like mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, we'll call her up in the next year or so when and she gets more time in NXT. Now she's in the height, in the prime of her career in NXT. There's no reason we made this title just for her, pretty much. And she's been doing a really good job with it, and like wrestled some amazing pay per view matches as well for them. And so there was no like. There was no reason to call her up, and it was a genuine surprise. And I remember watching it because you always expect things to happen on the Raw after WrestleMania. And I, I, and then the fact that not only did she come in, but she also came in and won the Divas Championship from AJ the same night. And you saw the raw emotion in it in her face, you know, of like just the sheer surprise of it. Like, and those were real tears of joy for somebody who, Honestly, even though she was so young, had been wrestling almost as long as some people who were in the main roster who had been wrestling in WWE that long since she was like 14, you know, over a decade's worth of of work. So there you go. Page. Page. Um, AJ Lee. Mm-hmm. I, and just for fun, I will put my title on the on line. On the line, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, screen. my God. Oh, yeah, it was man. good. Yeah. And the mu- when the music hit, and you're just like, what in the world? Like, and it's funny also because AJ and and Paige are like good friends in real life, um, mm-hmm. having trained down in FCW together. So big ups to AJ Lee for making yeah, big that ups, dude, and for like, yeah, impactful. for doing it, and for like, you know, and just yeah, big ups to AJ. She who was it? I mean, she it made was... that moment that much more impactful. I, yeah. I appreciate her. For uh, that. Selena Vega and Florence yeah. Pugh. Yeah. Who yeah. yeah. Up Recreating the scene for Selena the movie, Vega yeah. doing an amazing impression of AJ Lee sounding yeah. just yeah. like her. Big ups to her as well. Yeah. yeah. Who's also good um, friends with uh, AJ in real life too. Love yeah. it. My top debut was, well, I think everybody's top debut is something else, but um, Kane for me back in the day because it was a different type of debut it was one of the original it was because it was a vignettes debut it was like you kept hearing not vignettes but you kept hearing them talk about like kane's brother and uh, undertaker's brother and like all these things about this past of the brother who was hurt in the fire and like all this stuff and like it, it just it just kept building like old school storytelling style and then you get him coming down to the ring at I want to say it was a it was a hell in a cell match and he just rips the door off and goes in and just just screws up the whole match for the taker but it was I mean to see this giant massive 
mask-wearing, muscle-bound, red character with the hair, and then being accompanied by Paul Bearer, who is someone who has been associated with Taker since the beginning of time. And, like, it just was such an impactful moment. As a child, I was a child. I was a kid at this point, because that was, like, early, mid-90s, something like that. Like, that was really back in the day. That was, maybe it was mid-late 90s. It was super cool to see that because it was like a demon it was the big red machine the demon himself coming to life finally and it was it was done right unlike so many of these like vignettes and characters that are built up now and then suddenly fandango and you're like what the hell is happening <laughs> like you build this up for so long and yeah. then you just but so many so many <laughs> superstars that debut now have that kind of th- build up and he was the original he was like the original i feel yeah, like the was, one that successfully was... did it and almost every big superstar has tried to do something kind of like that you know, it's very rare yeah. that they jump in. Like, Taz tried to do it. Yeah, a yeah. lot like of people Taz's. tried to do it. I, that was close. I was actually almost going to say Taz. I Taz's really debut enjoyed was the debut. Good. It was. It was great. It was diminished by the rest of his career in the WWE. If he had maintained the career he had in ECW, it would have been awesome. Yeah. But it was not. He copied someone else mm. who I will now let ask casually ask dan who is your favorite debut i'll take the microphone my favorite my favorite there, there's no comparison in my mind uh y2j break the walls down oh my god well i did not get to watch a lot of wrestling as a kid my parents didn't have cable and we were in colorado and i'm watching it by myself well aware of who chris jericho was because of things like uh wcw and nwo revenge and to see his name pop there's like oh oh and the rock is out there oh my god he comes <laughs> out and he says his peas and the rock is like wait, wait what is your name it doesn't matter what you and i'm just like oh my god i'm witnessing like a legend it just that was one of the I, first times rock said that too i was it i'd even better uh what a moment to have with <sighs> maybe the greatest biggest star in the company at the time and you, he, his, he didn't quite hit his stride till later, but that was an amazing, just the, the, the anticipation seeing this, like, I think, did we see it was Y2K and then right before, did we see it change to Y2J and you're just like, huh? no, it was just a countdown clock. Okay, just a countdown. Just a, and what was, was amazing is this was like in the, in the, in the, the early days of SmackDown, which we all knew SmackDown became a TV show because of the rock. Like it's the his show yeah. named after him. Welcome to Raw is Jericho. What a, what a goosebumps, so man. Good. And to exchange with one of the greatest on the mic, both two of the greatest superstars on the mic of all time, to have a little exchange for his debut. What a moment. Jericho is one of the greatest. I'd say all around, Jericho for me would beat out Rock because he's better in the ring and just mm. as good on the mic. Mm. I don't know about he's just got... as good in the mic, but he does, I would say, he beats him in the ring. Depending hey. on the era in which he was, yeah, his, his top move, oh. his top, he's the only one with the, that top move. You could pin someone that he's like his pin move and is a top move in WCW versus NWO, yeah. and he goes like, hey, yeah. and he flexes oh. and steps on you, which is like something so he did good. when he was in uh, WWE. The so lion good. heart, the lion oh. salt, all of it, yeah, the lion tamer. Um, tamer. before it was because that's oh, what it was in WCW, I think. Right, one of them, I don't remember. Um. All right, who's who's got some stables? I mean, favorite, you guys can go favorite, first. 
because stable. I mean, there's Dan and I have the same one because it really yeah. is hard to beat. Um, it is. How, can, how does anyone generation X? It, it's it's not the it's not the first of this version, but it's the the better version of but it. Still, okay, you guys it, can talk it, about it's that. Fortnite oh. to PUBG. It's the you know because yeah. PUBG started that type of right. thing. In this particular case, NWO came first. And I I almost put NWO because the first iteration of NWO was so monumental and changed the face of wrestling forever. Yeah. But the yeah. the way DX was put together and it's it they they were the three, but then it became six, I think. Yeah. It became I'm gonna say when five. two became five. When two became five. Six if you include three. Oh no. Because it was no. Michael's Triple H, China, X Pac, oh, no, right. Billy two, Gunn, and Road yeah. Dog. When two became six, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's because they stopped. That was what was the important part: is they knew the limit of how big this can get. Whereas the NWO well, became ninety-five percent of the roster, but DX was five people causing fucking chaos, as opposed to creating its own company within a company it was like nwo yeah, right, versus right. and 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 it was like raw and smackdown but nwo and nitro and it was stupid um mm. but dx i mean they did it better and right because they had they had the more talented people on the mic and you know nash was never good on the mic period never was never was gonna be i don't care who you are um he wasn't the best in the ring but he had charisma and, and this essence around him but uh x-pac who was one of the original members of the nwo uh, and then came over and and they redid their thing x-pac is one of my top wrestlers in there Dude, i think me and tim can agree that era of x-pac i think he he was like it, he should have been the guy he was the he man was like the most, he, he was the most entertaining to watch he was and yeah. i george brought this up once and i never considered it because i wasn't really plugged into the behind the scenes thing during the time but did Hunter bury Xbox because he was outshining him? I don't know. Hard to hard to disagree with that fact or, or, or opinion or theory. I it's Xbox was the clear star of that era, and then all of a sudden this moment happened, and it just seemed like he never really quite came back. But he did the thing with Kane, another unlikely deal, maybe the coolest entrance you'll see in, in ever. But uh, Xbox, man, yeah. X-Pac was my guy. Yeah. And then Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, one of the <sighs> most entertaining tag teams out there. You know, oh, man. Uh, Road Dogg, Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Do the, we could all do it like word for word right now if we wanted All to. of them. Every yeah. DX yeah. intro. But yeah. we could go for hours. George? Yeah. Uh, only, other, only other stable, in my opinion, worth even mentioning in the same breath, at least in the last 10 years, is The Shield. Um, yeah. Good. Three, three products of FCW turned NXT. Um, consisting of Roman, you know, Roman Reigns, who's now the quote-unquote man in WWE, kind of, and also Seth Rollins, who is this indie star turned superstar, and now is full reign into whatever he wants to do, pretty much. He's, he's written his own he's ticket. Yeah, he, and he's a fucking workhorse. All three of them. And, of course, Dean Ambrose, who was just this, like, 
honestly like one would say like the forgotten one in the group but the personality that he had coming out of nxt and what it was all him dude like when when they debuted it was mostly him doing all the talking like if you think about it uh and 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 roman readily available readily admits he says i had no idea what we were doing i just agreed and said my line after dean like they would let they would let they would let they would let you know, essentially, it was it was set set them up. You know, with a few things, and then Dean knocked them down, and then Roman Reigns just swept it up with his one line. You know, and they had a great formula. It'll never ever be the same ever again. And they the story of that group is is you know we saw it play through our lives from the beginning to the end, and to see where they That's are now, true. and to see the personal growth that they are, and the journey that they've all taken. Honestly, I'm very proud of the fact that they came from the NXT like machine yeah. it makes me proud and makes me believe that it's the things are ahead you know and so because these guys are the guys who came out of that that place and behind it all you know that it's a true brotherhood between the three of them because okay. they went through some really tough times together and come out the other way and all three of them honestly i think are in a better place now than you know they have ever been because they're as like individuals almost you know out of, even out of their careers like out of the group like they all struggled for a while i think easily said whether it's injuries whether it's just bad story writing but now they finally all are where they belong you know in even though dean's not in wwe anymore you know he's gone through his own personal journey especially recently you know and now he's he's the dean that we knew he always could be and healthier for it as well so the shield i don't know what else to say from debut to 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 end wonderful stable so that's it so that brings us to our last little segment here um we are going to do our biggest surprise moments uh highest biggest like didn't see that coming biggest swerve of, of the evening um let's who's on the list here let's go with Ooh, these are all good. These are all very intense. These yeah, can they take are. a while. We'll, 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 I'm not going to go too detailed. Um, quick. Mine's quick. So so, feel free. Go ahead, Dan. I mean, I didn't want to talk about mine too much. <laughs> That's why you can go uh, first. I guess why you go first. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I mean, Brock Lesnar breaks the streak. Yeah. <sighs> breaks breaks the Undertaker streak. Fucking heartbreaking. Uh, heartbreaking. I hate to end on a sour note here, but I mean, if it, it, it was clear to me they're trying to build a, a next big bad for well, it was probably Roman Reigns to take down, you know, a hero to take down the next big bad guy. And it was, and in that sense, it was effective. We were all so stunned and can't believe this fucking part-timer came in and broke, and of all the people to break his streak, uh, he would have been, you know, uh, 50th on the list for me. And uh, not 50th. I don't know. It, it was, it, it was, it was believable the way they've built Lesnar mm-hmm. uh, in a way, but none of us wanted it. And it oh. didn't, it just never felt right. Um, and it felt like robbery. Um, and we wanted someone worthy to break that streak, if at all. I don't think his streak should have been broken, period. Uh, but Undertaker is quoted as saying he wanted it to happen, to give someone a moment. Should have been a big ups to him. But, I mean, I don't popped. think, what would that, what what did this accomplish, really? Uh, you know, Nothing. Brock Lesnar was already built as a monster. We didn't need this moment on top of that to be, to, to add to his reign of terror. Uh, so, uh, yeah, huge surprise for me. Uh, wish they didn't do it. Didn't feel like it was worth it. Yeah. 
the the more time that passed from that, the more okay I am with it. Especially after watching um, Taker's documentary and everything, um, he talks about it a lot more in there. But uh, you know, more okay Brock is an interesting okay. <clears throat> Brock is an interesting beast on its own. You could have like a whole thing just breaking down Brock Lesnar. Um, Ass. Yeah, my biggest swerve, biggest surprise moment for me, which Dan alluded to earlier, was at uh, some WrestleMania. I can't remember. Um, but it was um, uh, Xbox w- was in a match and 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 then he was losing and Triple H and and well, you get uh, you get um, Road Dog and and I think it was Road Dog and, and Billy Gunn come out first and but they get pushed aside and the Triple H comes out. You're like, yeah, here come the big guns. And then, and then Triple H fucking just gut shot, throws him into the pedigree, drops him on his head. I don't even remember. Honestly, I don't even remember who Pac was up against, but it was just like, it was just like the biggest, like, this one still hurts. This one you know still that, hurts. That, you know that moment uh, of that guy with the really bug eyes sitting at the at the side of the ring for the that they keep taker. recapping for the taker loss? Yeah, that was me. That was me probably sitting in George's basement or he was at my place. Like I just Broke pure shock because Broke it was like hearts. the biggest thing in wrestling was DX, and then suddenly there was not the biggest thing in wrestling anymore. And my favorite guy at the time just got betrayed by like the leader of this oh my god it was just it was heartbreaking this was when me and tim started really watching it regularly together and we were like bought in and i like i found out that tim really enjoyed wrestling and we were talking about dx and we were like watching it regularly and it fucking broke our hearts i was like well brutal to this day is it better to go ahead no go ahead I'm done. Is it, is it better to go to go out with a bang or is it better to burn out and fade away? And the answer to me is it's better to go out with a bang and while and you're still did. impactful. And but man, fuck, that was just it's a way I, to go out for it, sure. It, it is. It did. You know, and that cemented their legacy and I respect it. But just from a storytelling perspective, from a younger fans perspective, it was to me to this day the most heartbreaking moment in wrestling uh just the 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 the, the coolest fucking group uh and the top guy you know returning on his uh on his uh what to me was the best wrestler at the time um just was sucked like well how do you move forward from this the fucking the the intro for for the for the new age outlaws from that point it just wasn't the same it just wasn't the same Yep. And it's just, it never, it always felt, it always, it left a small little hole in my little wrestling heart, but that gives, that gives props to it. How impactful mm-hmm. it was. How impactful. It was really well done. Yeah, I think to this day, a lot of heel turns try to get to that and it, it, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't never seems to have measured up a lot of friendship the, the turns from Tommaso Chamba to shield, shield very didn't close feel to like that quite as impactful well, but it I was always thought it was interesting because we all what was good about the shield was that they always you always knew one of them was going to betray the other right and you right. had the bets going you always thought it was going to be like Dean Ambrose, Ambrose 
you know, and maybe Roman Reigns because we all knew he was the handpicked Vince favorite and most likely to become a company man. You yeah, never thought it was going to be Seth, Seth Rollins because Seth had like had like Good. the character of like the little like you know like the and he was cool also because you knew him from ROH and he was the NXT champion. You know, like so you never thought it was Seth. So well, that's one Proverbial of the proverbial middle child. Yeah, Seth Rollins, the exactly. Un- least suspecting, happy more. to please yeah. everyone. Like you know, like ugh, yeah. just but. To this day, no no heel turn, no surprise kind of measures up to that kind of moment yeah. where it was a heel like that. We didn't see it yeah. coming. They were at least teasing it with the shield, but we didn't. See, I we don't did know. Not did not see this coming. I did not and see this coming. DX, was at, more, DX yeah. was at its height. DX was at its height. With the shield, you kind of they teased it a little bit. They teased some dissension within yeah, the shield. And they did. Kind of, they know, did. So there was, so, you could tell Dean yeah. was unhappy, you know, because yeah. he wasn't getting his dues or whatever. Right. My my final note is uh, it's funny because we don't we didn't even really talk about it. We only touched on him a little, but essentially my favorite swerve moment is involves John Cena actually and Mark Henry. Mark Henry, who is from the Nation of Domination, talk about stables. Um, world's strongest man, sexual a real chocolate. life, real life. Yeah, went through a phase called sexual chocolate, but now is was Mark Henry, real life world's strongest man, once holding the record. Um, and uh, always has kind of played either a really goofy, funny guy or, but more recently when this moment happened, had been playing kind of a big squash, bad monster guy, which fits his personality fine, especially his movesets. Um, but from all accounts and, and stories backstage, one of the most lovable, like just biggest giant teddy bear, right? And you knew that was his real personality, despite the, the character he played on the screen. So this random Monday night raw, he comes out and you know, there've been rumors that this guy was going to address the audience. And you're like, we he's had a illustrious... this, by the way, I, I'm just I wondering. think we were, yeah, and he had so. an illustrious yeah. career and we were all yeah. expecting from what we heard about the announcement. It sounded like he was about to retire, you know, and it, it seemed like it was the right time for him to do. So his music comes out. People are coming. He comes down the ramp. He's wearing a pink salmon suit, pink salmon suit. Okay. Which, you know, it's a full suit and he has a tie on and people are expecting him to retire and people were chanting sexual chocolate and he's laughing and he's playing it up with the with the you know the crowd and stuff like that and during his kind of you know speech talking about his career john cena comes down and like you know thanks him and all that and john cena is the world champion at the time and they had they had gone through their storyline i think the previous months or whatever but they were done you know the match was over and their storyline had kind of moved on from each other but you know it was kind of like Mark's last chance to win a championship and he didn't get it. And he, you know, he's ready to retire. So Cena out of respect puts the world championship on him to thank him, you know, to give him a moment to hold this belt that he once held and, you know, have this final goodbye. And, you know, he says to John, Oh, you know, I'm good. Like, I don't, you know, I'm going to like hold it for a second, but I'm going to give it back to John because I'm like never going to be the superstar that you are, John. And he gives John one last hug and then turns it into the world's strongest slam and slams the sky flat in the oh, middle of the ring so and turns full. He was like, No, you think this is over? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh, it oh, good. just did not expect it. Like, Oscar worthy of performance. He, he was turning on the in the middle of the ring. Yes. Yeah, he was crying was in the middle of the was, ring. You thought his career was over. It. I was getting a little misty. I was, I like, was wow, crying. Okay, I'm, you know, I mean, good, it's, it's it's it felt bad for him. You know, I was like, this is this is a beautiful he moment. Never, I thought he was never going to get that moment I where he got to have the championship one last time. You know, I've never been swerved like that in <laughs> watching wrestling, like, in anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
anything. The Nothing has sorted me like that. Me oh my god! Can you think of something suit. else that has like made you cry and then completely reversed no. that feeling oh. within like seconds? Nothing. There, Literally there I say nothing. There hasn't been that good of an acting job in WWE before for a long time before that point. Yeah. Yeah. That. Wow. Why we we? I'm. It made me wonder. Were we missing out on? on a Mark Henry kind of like promo, like kind of skill set. Like, I feel like we didn't see a lot from him. And that was probably one of the greatest swerves. What if, if it was a shoot? What, <laughs> what if he was like, <laughs> no. supposed to retire and then didn't, and then they're no. like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. what, what, what are we doing? That would have been funny. But on so it, many levels, but yeah, that probably wasn't it. And John was the man, you know, John was the man. And he, oh, wow. he, and it, it, you always knew John, you know, John, Say what you want about him. He mad respect for those who you know who came before him, and yeah, you could tell he had a lot of respect for Mark because they did put on a good program before that, you know. And it's it, it just seemed like this was Mark's swan song, like it was over. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh God, what a good moment though. Yeah, yeah. But you were like, right, we... <laughs> you were like, get a Mark, like let's go one more time. <laughs> yeah. It so and good. then it wasn't that great, but it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. It's it's old I, another it's big dude. <laughs> we have been going on and on and on and on for (laughs) seems like days uh that's that was that was our wrestling two-part episode and it it had its ups its downs and and everything in between we talked we listened and learned something new about stuff um yeah we laughed and cried we had a good time (laughs) um Again, thank you all for coming out, and those of you who who stuck through and watched uh, all of this back to back, troopers. Uh, shout outs to any of you. I think Frosty, uh, Frosty's still in the thank main you. in there. That is props, uh, number one supporter right Listen there. Listen to us, rant. <laughs> um, you know, uh, again, thank you all for watching, and uh, ma- please make sure to click that subscribe button, um, get the bell on for the new episodes and everything. Um, catch me uh the modern nerd on everything on nerd underscore modern on um jesus we've been talking a while twitter twitter is nerd underscore modern um you'll be able to see more if you have any ideas for more episodes that you want to hear please throw them in the comments um if you're on with us live throw them in the chat we are happy to get more ideas um if you uh are a creator if you are someone who's in an industry uh whether it's comic books video games movies art anything like that let me know i want your story i want to hear it um we want to get you on here and 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 get your voice heard um other than that uh sergeant's merchandise i believe uh on instagram just merchandise Uh, merchandise excuse me i apologize Mm -hmm. Uh, you've retired from the army (laughs) right <laughs> and uh what is it gjc three two seven as always the gracious host right here on his twitch channel um and check out his youtube if you want some more tutorials i was checking that out the other day that is intense um i love Thanks. it uh all his socials gjc three two seven we have been the modern nerd as always thank you for coming thank you